If you are a high schooler or if you're a junior or a senior and you're trying to decipher if you want to go into law or become a lawyer, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. Uh, in this episode, we are doing a career chat. If you this is your first time here, what a career chat is, we interview people in different careers so you can get a better understanding of what it is that they do and how they got there and if it is, most importantly, a right fit for you. So today we have my good friend Rashad on. He works in law, and I thought it would be great for him just to give a little insight of his background, how he got into it, um, and just kind of dissect how you can get into that field of work for those who may be interested or you're just curious if it is a right fit for you. Um, but with that, I will hand it off to you, Rashad. Can you just tell us who you are and a brief introduction of yourself? Yes. So my name is Rashad uh, James. I am a uh, policy associate for a, a nonprofit uh, that works on criminal justice reform. Um, I have a background in uh, in law. I've uh, worked as an attorney. Also have a background in sociology uh, as well. So I guess just starting with your education, because that that just sparked an interest in me. You said you had a sociology background. So. Mm-hmm. What was your education to get into law? Undergrad, graduate, how did you get into it? And what was your major for, um, for undergrad? Because I know I hear a lot of different toss-ups of what you should major in if you're thinking about going into law. How, how I ended up uh, with my law degree is kind of like a interesting sort of tale. Um, so I started off as an earth science major. Uh, you're probably wondering, like, how does someone with a law degree start with an earth science major? Uh, is because I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do exactly when I started undergrad. Decent student following uh, high school, uh, sort of graduated, you know, top of my class. Um, but when it came to picking a major, I was fairly convinced that I wanted to be a meteorologist. Uh, so started out uh, earth science, uh, and then I had a change of heart. Um, uh, so I guess to sort of back up, Law was always sort of a thing that was in the background. Uh, my dad was a criminal defense attorney. Um, so um, indirectly kind of, I don't want to say prepared for it to go into law, but, um, you know, like there were just different things that my dad sort of like instilled, uh, being able to take both sides of um, argument. I was in debate club, you know, the importance of like knowing the rules of whatever it is that you are doing, uh, those are sort of the things that sort of, you know, was a part of my upbringing. Uh, however, you know, my dad never pushed law. Uh, rarely would I go with him. Uh, I can only think of like one of two times that actually was in court while he was, um, you know, working, um, mainly because of, I guess, the, like, he didn't really want, um, you know, prisoners or, you know, it's that type of that type of world, I guess, in a sense. Um, so yeah, so I go to undergrad. Thought I wanted to be a meteorologist. Um, had a change of heart after all of the science classes. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'll I'll go into law. So I, I knew I wanted to go to law school, but ended up switching my major to sociology. Um, the the plan after 
undergrad was to go to law school. Uh, however, I really, really fell in love with sociology. At like the last minute, <laughs> I decided, you know what, I'm not going to go to law school. Uh, I'm actually going to go to graduate school for sociology. Entered a PhD program, um, um, started that. While in the PhD program, I had a change of heart. I'm like, you know what, maybe I do want to go to, <laughs> maybe I do want to go to law school. Um, so um, what I decided was I want to uh, at least get my master's degree in sociology. Um, after getting my master's degree in sociology, uh, then end up going to, uh, to law school. That is sort of how, <laughs> how I ended up in law school. Okay, that's a really cool journey, though. I mean, I think it just shows listeners to, like, it's, it's okay to change your major. We do these career chats, like Kemi said, to help people do more research. But, I mean, that's what happens when you get into school and you explore other options. I mean, that's the point of undergrad is to be exposed to a number of things. And that is, like, that's a cool kind of trajectory or just, like, a different journey that I haven't heard before. So thanks for sharing that. That's cool. My question is, about law school. So I know a lot of people have their ideas about what law school is like. Can you share kind of what the journey to law school was like after you, you know, decided you wanted to go? What was like the preparation? And then can you just give us like a little bit of insight into what law school was like for you? The, the preparation uh, to getting into law school uh, that consisted of, uh, well, you know, taking the, the LSAT um, which is the, you know, like the SAT, but for law school. Um, so taking, you know, prep courses for that, sort of stressing over, you know, trying to prepare and to get into to law school. Um, but I'll also say, too, that I do think that my graduate school, even though it's not required, I do think that graduate school helped me prepare for law school. Uh, because the demand in workload and discipline and so from undergrad to graduate school, you know, it was like it, it was a ratchet up as far as, you know, just the, the demand and workload. Um, mm-hmm. But in law school, I feel like it, <laughs> it really just was, you know, full steam ahead type of a thing. Um, and so I, I, I do think that the that graduate school has helped me prepare. Um, and, and also too, I think one of the biggest takeaways that I would, I would take from graduate school as it relates to preparing me for, for law school is that uh, just being comfortable with yourself and having confidence in yourself. Uh, I know a lot of times, in, uh, especially starting out in graduate school, there were conversations that were being had about different readings and you know people are throwing out different perspectives and takes and I at one point I'm like oh boy like I must be missing something because you know like how did they get that from you know this you know assignment that we had and I remember talking with my uh, professor and my professor was saying pretty much like she doesn't even know what they're talking about because (laughs) (laughs) so then I'm like okay I'm, I'm not completely lost I guess so just having that confidence in like your own uh, ability. But, but yeah, getting into law school essentially is, you know, the LSAT. Uh, I would highly recommend, if possible, taking a prep course uh, for that because, you know, it, it is a lot of information to have to 
prepare for and and um, so yeah the, the, the prep courses did uh, help so when you get into law school how long usually is law school and I'm interested in because you know obviously you can pick different majors when you're an undergrad so when you go to law school is there different focuses or concentrations that you choose yeah so typically law school takes uh, three years um, you know it, uh, it it can take longer depending upon um, you know, if, if you're taking like a evening program uh, where, um, you know, uh, folks may be working and taking, you know, some classes in the evening. Um, but, but typically it's, three, it's a three-year um, program. And, uh, and yes, you can take uh, different, um, I guess you can kind of consider them like majors or specialties, um, which is one of the, the brilliant things about law is that uh, if you have a particular interest, um, you know, if you are interested in, um, you know, entertainment or uh, the environment or, um, you know, medical or healthcare or uh, essentially anything you can think of, there are laws that are, you know, governing that particular thing. And um, more than likely, there is a program out there. Uh, that you can take that will allow you to specialize in that particular uh, aspect. Uh, in addition to that, there's also what's known as an LL LLM, uh, which is essentially, it's like an additional degree. Uh, so you have like your law degree, uh, but you can uh, go and obtain your, um, this sort of additional um, a, a degree, which you will be like specializing in a particular um, in a particular area, um, so it's, it's it's almost like getting um, uh, how do I explain? It? It's almost like getting essentially like another degree or sort of like certification uh, beyond mm -hmm. just your your law degree, um, um, which you know helps with uh, employment uh, opportunities and you know uh, further specialization in a particular area. Hmm. That was really interesting, just a side note, that was really interesting with all the concentrations because I feel, I had an internship when I was in high school and I think I was in like, I forgot what grade I was. And I worked at the district and family courthouse. So I feel like that's all I really knew was those two sides of concentration. But and when you mentioned those, I was like, oh, obviously, duh. Like you need people to have specialties in environment and medical and like contracts, like policy can go on and on and on. So I think that's really great because it also shows if, someone has a specific interest in something that they can dive into that particular um, topic for law. So that was really interesting. Yeah, um, I was going to ask, so going back to undergrad, when you decided to be a sociology major, I know a lot of students, I'll use myself as an example. I was like, I'm going to go to law school, so I'm going to be a political science major, which is a whole other story for another day. We've actually talked about it before, but... I think a lot of people they're like I'm going to law school I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a, a poli sci major political science major or I'm gonna major in criminal justice those are kind of like the ones that you hear a lot about when people go to law school can you could you like speak to the importance or is it important what your major is or do you feel like it was important what your major was going to law school and this is for listeners because I think we all know but can you tell listeners like you know if you're choosing a major for law school how you can go about that or how important major is for law school preparation 
Um, so I guess it really just, well, I mean, first of all, like the lawyerly answer is just, it, it depends. Um, so, I mean, what I would say is that, um, you know, quite a few of my classmates, they were, um, you know, poli-sci or English majors, uh, pre-law, um, but essentially the best preparation for law school is, um, you know, just having uh, a really good grasp of, of writing and, uh, and reading. Essentially that's what law school is, is writing, reading, and, um, you know, synthesizing information. Um, so, I mean, what I would say is that if you're someone who is fortunate in knowing that you are going to go to law school, um, you know, you, you could, I guess, sort of like major in, in like pre-law. Only thing about that, though, is that, um, you know, you, that would be your, your undergraduate degree. Um, so, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure what sort of limitations come from that. Um, for me, uh, I was fortunate in that sociology was something that I really enjoyed, um, you know, in, enjoyed as a major. Um, and I know that it, it prepared me, uh, I, I guess, I guess, because I mean, you know, I went to law school, you know, passed the bar and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think that you necessarily have to be, uh, you know, very pigeonholed. Um, and this is just from my perspective. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure there may be others who are like, no, you have to have, uh, you know, an English, you know, degree background or um, poli sci or criminal justice. Um, but as as long as it comes down to reading, writing, and you know, taking a lot of information and being able to um, sort of condense that and regurgitate it, if you can do that, then you know, you should be good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it also, oh, go ahead, Kiki. Sorry, I'm like cutting you off today. Hmm, no, you're fine. Now, I was just going to say, like, before you ask, thank you for saying that because I feel like Kemi and I both agree with that, um, with what you said, because, like, certain degrees can, like, limit you to certain things. And so I just, I wanted you, I was hoping you said that because listeners, you know, you're thinking if I'm going even to, like, med school, law school, um, certain other professional schools, you're like, I have to be this specific major, and you don't because, poli-sci major and you can I mean I think you can you have to know what to do with your degree which is what Kemi and I always emphasize is like if you're going to be this major make sure you have like uh backups use you know you're not just going into that field you know how to kind of use your degree in other ways so if you're if that's you like honing in on writing skills and reading skills for law school then do that um but yeah you can major in whatever you want to as long as you know how you can use it in other ways if law school doesn't become your option so i wanted i was thank you for saying that because i hope hoping you would listeners to know that they got there's a variety of options in majors when you're going to law school that's all i was going to say i can mm-hmm. so it sounds as though the process to uh get into law school is undergrad and then you have to do a master's program is that correct and um Law school, and then the bar. Is that correct? Is that or did I get so that tab? You, you don't have to do the masters. Uh, you can go okay. un- undergrad, uh, undergrad to uh, to law school. Um, okay. I, I, I I know that there are. Well, let me pause and let me save that for another. I don't want to <laughs> jump ahead, but yeah. But essentially, um, undergrad 
Um, and then law school, uh, you know, those are the undergrad LSAT law school. Okay. And then the bar. So the bar, can you give us a little information about the bar? And do you have to take the bar or is that just depending on if you want to just be a lawyer? So uh, I'm still sort of having a PSTD from uh, the bar. Uh, <laughs> just joking. Um, so so um, you're correct in that if you want to be a practicing attorney, you have to um, you have to pass the bar, uh, take it and pass it. Um, uh, however, if you are uh, not going to be a, a practicing attorney, um, you know you uh, you know as long as you're not giving legal advice or practicing law. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to take the bar. You know, you'll have your uh, JD, your Juris Doctorate degree. Um, you know, which which was which was kind of interesting because you know when you when when it was time for graduation, um, you know that was in May, and it's like, yeah, we graduated. Now let's go study for the bar because the bar wasn't mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't until um, June or July. Uh, but it's like, yeah, we graduated. Now let's go lock ourselves in the, in the library <laughs> <laughs> and prepare for the bar. Yeah, I feel I talked to I spoke with someone like about a year ago when I was like at a wedding and she she explained the bar process as really it was very rigorous to prep for it. I think like she didn't work for a couple months for her case and then like to study for it. And then she just went in every day and just studied, 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 studied. And this was like for a couple of months. And then yeah. I think she did pass the first time, I believe. But so what is what is the bar like entail? And is it specifically tailored for different concentrations? So, no, it's it's um, everyone takes the the same bar, uh, the same exam. Um, and uh, so it's not like tailored for uh, specific concentrations. Um, but uh, essentially it is. Uh, it is a very stressful test because I mean you're you're taking everything, well, not everything, but you're taking the majority of what has been uh, taught in school, and you're having to take an exam up under time constraints, um, and not to mention that, um, and this is another aspect too. Um, the bar, like um, law school in general, uh, is on a curve. Um, you know, classes are uh, on a curve, which brings another element of stress as well, because how well you do depends upon the, the, the class, in a sense. Uh, since it's graded on a curve, you know, how, you know, whether or not someone gets like an A, B, or C, um, that largely you know, of course, if you know what you're doing, you know, if you're able to uh, issue spot and um, able to, you know, write that in a concise way, uh, then, you know, of course, you know, you can uh, excel. But um, yeah, there are times, you know, uh, when it's time for final exams and uh, it's like, well, how, you know, how was it? How do you think you did? And it's like, I don't know, like it, <laughs> it, it, just, it just depends. Um, uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, but getting back to the bar, um, it is preparing for 
a lot of various um, subjects within law and being able to take a lot of information and being able to um, retain the information and being able to write out uh, your essay response, you know, being able to spot issues, being able to write out your, your essay response, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a clear, effective way. Um, yeah, the bar was tough. It was, it was stressful. I spent a lot of time, a lot of time in the library. Um, and, and to be honest, uh, the three years of, of law school, anytime there's like any type of reference to, let's say, like a TV show or like a movie or anything, and I'm like, I don't remember that. Someone <laughs> says like, oh, it was, you know, between, you know, 2013 and 2016. I'm like, oh, okay. That, that explains it. That explains it. <laughs> That's See, all you're that like, time was wiped because you were studying. You're, you're like, like, I was, wasn't really existing in your same timeline. I was studying. Right. <laughs> Got blipped like Avengers. That's what it sounds like. That's crazy. Yeah. But can you sorry, cause like going to like your present day, your career. I know you said you're in um, more policy work right now, but can you talk a little bit about your day to day when you were working as an attorney? Which I'm sure you still use that now, but like what your day to day looked like. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what I'll say is that uh, as an attorney, um, or as a, as in a practicing attorney, um, my day um, would it would would vary uh, largely because of uh, the uh, the type of law that I was practicing. So I was um, handling uh, civil matters, um, working for a nonprofit that was aimed at. at um, providing access to, um, to lawyers and legal services. Uh, so um, with, it, it consisted of meeting with people, um, you know, listening to what their issues, um, what their issues were, um, you know, preparing for their cases, um, you know, reading, uh, researching, um, you know, preparing for court, um, then, you know, when it comes time for, um, you know, various hearings, you know, being able to, uh, you know, represent them in court. Um, and then there's like the sort of uh, aspects that aren't, that are a part of the job, but aren't really a part of the job, I guess, in a sense. Um, you know, I, I kind of found myself at times sort of like being um, kind of like a, I want to say a therapist, but I mean, because you know, like I, to make it more, I guess, concrete, you know, I handle anywhere from family law to, um, you know, housing, uh, employment, uh, expungement of criminal records. Um, and so, you know, I would have people that would, you know, have some pretty tough problems. I mean, domestic violence. Um, so, you know, having to sort of uh, again, I'm not a therapist, but, you know, sort of like have that sort of like hat on or uh, social work in, a, in, a, in some regards because, um, you know, some, some issues, 
that people would have would not necessarily contain a legal issue. Um, you know, it would be something where another professional would be best to uh, handle their issues. So I would have to, you know, refer them to. Um, but yeah, so it would, meeting with clients, um, preparing, you know, case files, preparing for court, uh, and that was that aspect of an attorney. Um, I also worked as a attorney advisor um, um, for HHS, where that was not meeting with clients. Uh, that was purely, you know, reviewing case files, um, reviewing statutes, uh, and writing um, decisions or writing. Uh, yeah, writing decisions based upon that particular case file and um, you know the essentially applying the the law to the facts of the case. Um, so it was no meeting with clients, not representing clients. Um, yeah, it's writing, reading, researching. Uh, those are essentially the, the the biggest takeaways as far as like day to day as a as a lawyer. Hmm. Now, what's the just for our our, <clears throat> our listeners who may not know, what's the difference between a public a def- public defendant and a what's the other one? <laughs> Isn't a private lawyer? What's the other? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I don't uh, know. <laughs> so there's a public defender. Um, they are uh, attorneys who um, handle criminal law matters. Uh, and they represent clients. Typically, they represent clients who are unable to uh, afford uh, legal representation. Um, so, um, the everyone they have a right to uh, an attorney for uh, for criminal matters. Um, so, even if you can't afford an attorney, you have uh, the right to an attorney uh, for civil matters. Um, there is no right uh, for an attorney in civil matters. Uh, you know, you may be able to get an attorney who can represent you pro bono, uh, if you, which means um, the, that legal representation would have no charge, it'll be free of charge uh, to you. Uh, if you're someone who, um, who uh, doesn't have a um, high salary, um, then there are various uh, legal aids, um, nonprofit law firms that could potentially represent you. Uh, but again, you know, there is no um, right to legal counsel in a civil matter. Uh, but yeah, but public defenders, they represent um, you know, persons in criminal uh, matters. Okay. So it's criminal and civil. In civil cases, is that... It's been a long time. Civil can be things <laughs> like uh, not like traffic court or kind of basic violations versus like high level. Oh, Maybe you can clear that up because it <laughs> probably all sounds like soup to me. Just me explaining it. Maybe you can clear that uh, so up. The, the easy way to sort of remember it is that um, uh, civil are uh, civil matters are not criminal matters. Um, so I don't know if that sort of uh, helps, but like any anything from like family law. Um, uh, you know, if you see like Judge Judy on TV, like those are civil matters, <laughs> you know, small claim court, um, you know, personal injury, medical malpractice, uh, housing, um, 
Um, you know, if you've been denied government benefits, uh, um, yeah, so it, it, breach of contract, you know, any, anything that's not criminal. And then criminal would be more of cases revolving, like, death, I would assume. Um, would that even entail, uh, like, robbery as well? Pretty much anything that carries a jail sentence. So, um, you know, there are some traffic some traffic violations that uh, uh, the punishment uh, could entail a criminal, it's like DUI, um, you know, those are things that could, uh, you know, also, although they're traffic um, violations, they may be in the, 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 the traffic code, uh, those uh, two would um, involve criminal aspect because it carries a, a, a prison or jail sentence. Gotcha. I never, yeah, I never knew the differences. That's good. This is good to know. Not that we need to know about that, but yeah, somebody, somebody is good to know. As you're, <laughs> hopefully, we never run into those types of things. Um, can you talk about some of the highlights, some challenges you found as a practicing attorney in your in yes. your field in general? <laughs> yes, and and this kind of goes back to um, my sort of going back and forth between sociology and law. Um, so I, I actually taught sociology, um, uh, I was a sociology, uh, professor, uh, while in, um, law school, uh, and the, the challenges that I'll say is that, um, and this is my own sort of like personal, uh, challenge, is that I struggle between like the, the macro and micro level uh, approach to like helping people. Um, uh, I know that one of the one of the difficulties that I had with sociology and sort of like being in academia is that I felt like I was too distant from um, people. Uh, I don't want to say like the subject matter, but that's in, in a sense like in sociology, you know, you're you're looking at things from a uh, empirical. Um, perspective. Um, however, in in law, one of the difficulties uh, was that um, in representing clients, it just felt like like whack a mole. I mean, with the clients that I would represent, um, in many regards, you could sort of just take their name off of the case file and replace it with another name because. A lot of the conditions, a lot of the, the structural conditions that were in place sort of have led to them being in the condition that they, uh, the predicaments that they are, are in. Um, so one of the difficulties that I had was, it's like, you know, I'm helping this person, helping that person, but there's always going to be another person if there isn't some type of uh, structural uh, change. change. Um, which is what kind of gravitated me towards policy um, because, you know, policy has a, a huge impact on, um, you know, on, on you know, outcomes, uh, has a huge impact on uh, life chances and opportunities. And um, yeah, so, so that's sort of like how I ended up in uh, the policy uh, aspect. Um, you know, just trying to 
trying to make a, um, a, a meaningful impact uh, to helping people. Um, so yeah, I hope I answered the question. I, <laughs> I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but um, yeah, that, that was one of the, the dilemmas with, uh, with my perspective on law um, and that there needed to be some sort of like structural change. Um, so yeah. Have I answered yeah, the question? I also, yeah, and I think it also just goes to show too how helpful your sociology degree was too, so that way you can see things mm -hmm. from like a, a society, so sociology does help you to see society and how it moves in our, our structures and in different contexts. But it, it was, it does sound like it was helpful and how it enabled you to shift to doing policy so you can do more change versus, because um, it does, I can understand that frustration too. Like you're seeing the same thing come through, but you're like, it's going to keep happening until real change is mm -hmm. made. So it makes so much sense um, as to why you switched to policy instead. Um, can you speak a little bit to, so let's say a student completed their, uh, completed law school, um, whether they took the bar or not, what are the different avenues and careers that people can do once they get out of law school? Because I think a lot of our viewers, um, as of now, if they're high schoolers, they automatically think law school, bar, lawyer. I don't think they really know any other different um, jobs within that field. Could you list a couple of different jobs? Yeah, so uh, a law degree is very flexible. Um, it's, a, it's a versatile degree. Um, so, you know, of, of course, when, when you, know, you think of like the, the typical sort of like lawyer, someone standing in court, you know, um, you, know you can't handle the truth type of a thing. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if that's, uh, you know, if you want to go to law school and be a trial lawyer, then, you know, um, that's an, that's an option for you. Um, however, uh, if you, um, you know, want to go, go into uh, policy, uh, you can. If you um, want to go into, uh, let's say, a compliance uh, issues, uh, um, I know a lot of uh, um, hospitals, um, you know, they may have uh, attorneys on staff who are, um, or people with law degrees um, who are uh, ensuring that, you know, different compliance, you know, regulations or whatever the case may be are in place. Um, you know, you can go into, um, in addition to policy, you know, uh, different nonprofits that are, um, you know, advocating for, um, you know, changes to uh, different, you know, issues, um, you know, or, you know, if you want to write, you know, you can also, because one thing I will say is that, and this is another thing I for, forgot to mention, is that um, one of the interesting things about law school is that it was the very first time where I was confronted with a, with a dilemma of being given an assignment and feeling like the amount of pages the professor gave us to complete the, our, our paper was not enough. Um, so like, for instance, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be given like a, a, you have to write a paper on whatever, whatever topic. And you can only write it in two pages, but oh, wow. this is, this should be like a 10 page paper. Um, you know, having 
to go through that sort of dilemma is like, oh my lord, like I, I wish that I had more. <laughs> I never had like a page maximum. Um, I wish I, you know, had more, you know, space or um, the importance of words. And you know, we would spend classes, you know, hung up on the difference between including versus such as, and you know why that makes a huge difference or. Um, know uh the, the comma here why is it there and not like an impact of that or um you know so uh yeah uh, again <laughs> I, I, i've sort of gone off another, another tangent but um good though yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i think it really i think you're just highlighting the importance of writing skills because it, it sounds like if you're a teacher if your professor is giving you Two pages and you feel like you need 10 that's just showing you the importance of how to use like as few words as possible but still be concise and pull it together so i mean if you're listening i i feel i feel like you're saying rashad like if you're listening take as many writing classes as you can so you can really hone in on writing skills if you're planning to be this field or any any other writing field too that's what it, that's what it sounds like you have to have a really strong writing and like you mentioned like analysis skills and synthesizing skills things like that so it's helpful yeah and, and also just sort of uh and, and like again this is my personal experience mm-hmm. but uh there was a point in law school where after sort of in, in law school pretty much you you give your conclusion first and then you explain uh mm-hmm. which and talking with you know family or friends and they're talking about something it got to the point where i'm like okay give me give me the conclusion first like give me the point (laughs) first and then uh sort of explain uh but i had to sort of remember you know i need to exercise patience uh you know talk with family and it's like 10 minutes later they're like and you know and they messed up on my order i'm like (laughs) you could have started with that first And then we sort of go into, you know, what happened. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, th- I think size, um, um, being able to analyze, being able to spot issues. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why people feel like uh, lawyers are, we get a bad rap, um, you know, uh, but language is tricky. I mean, way that statutes are written, the way that laws are written, um, you know, it's important to know the definitions uh, of words. It's important to know, like, how words are being defined. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, you may, may not realize that how you think this word is being used or how you think this word is defined, it's totally different than what you think it is. And yep. um, so, yeah. Those are important things as well. My final question. So when I think, what are some, I'm not sure if you could speak to just being an attorney or just speak to law in general. Like what are some of the highlights of working in this field? And what are some of the thorns of working in this field? Because when I kind of think, listen to your experience or even just the slight time when I had my internship at that district and family courthouse, um, there is a level of, it's a little bit of customer service in that you have such a different population coming in all the time. And I can understand how the sociology could help and benefit with that because, you know, you're able to kind of analyze situations differently. 
But um, I know, like, <laughs> I guess even just kind of going off of my customer service, even working in like higher ed with different people that come in all the time, sometimes that can be a little, <laughs> can get a little exhausting. Sometimes it can get a little crazy. So, <laughs> what are some of the, you know, the highlights you you think of when being in law and some of the thorns or some of the challenges? I think one of my um, highlights uh, was I had a, a, a client who um, who had uh, was terminated from his job uh, because of um, a matter that was on his background uh, that was uh, expunged, but when his job did the background search, uh, it, it it came up. Uh, essentially, you know, it was a federal database that they used. Um, you know, federal, they keep records of every, anyway. Um, one of the reasons why it was a highlight is because um, by the time this individual had gotten to me, I mean, you could, you could tell that you know, it was gone through so many dead ends and you know you could sort of sense like the I hope this isn't like another waste of my time um, you know I have life matters <laughs> I have you know obligations I have you know all this stuff um, but uh, being able to to help him and uh, know that afterwards um so i was able to help him to get his job back um and awesome. the level of uh appreciation I, I don't know like that that just really stuck with me because um you know, here you have someone who they're trying to do the right thing you know they want to you know work they want a um positive um contributor to the community the society um now they're just getting like passed around here passed around there um so yeah that was that was really a, a a highlight some of the low points i don't know if we have enough time for the low points um, <laughs> 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 i mean a lot, a lot of the low points though are just it, it really is it's messed up things with the with the system mm. um know that would be like the the biggest gripe that i would have a lot of people have gone to law school uh you know have become you know attorneys um you know everyone wakes up you, know, you have your day uh if others can do it then you know, others can do it as well so so yeah that'll be my biggest sort of takeaway That's awesome. Thank you. So I was going to ask, this is like more of like a funny question. If you don't have an answer, it's totally fine. Do you have a favorite law show? It's like mainstream law show. That's a good one. Do you have one? This <laughs> um, <laughs> mainstream law show? I don't, I don't think so. I, or one that's maybe <laughs> not mainstream. No? Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even have like a mainstream or, or not mainstream uh <laughs> most of the tv shows that i watch now uh feel like have nothing to do with law like they're just reality shows that my wife has 
convince <laughs> me to like to watch so that way we can <laughs> that was like a reverse psychology trick you know <laughs> for me to like those shows so that way we can all watch them together yeah. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> I was gonna say you also. I was gonna say you also didn't watch law shows because you're too busy studying for the bar. So that's probably, <laughs> probably that. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> possibly. But you know, I feel like a lot of people, like Kemi always says, it like people want to be in like forensics because they watch CSI. So you know, some people like you know watch law so watch law shows growing up, Law and Order SVU or something like that. There's one on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but it's called Extraordinary Attorney Wu. I'm gonna check that one out. I heard it's really really good. It's like a like a, like a K-pop drama, maybe or not drama, but like comedy, I think. So yeah, I, was just I heard curious. about that one too. Yeah, I was just I was a, I was gonna throw it out there, but thank you so much, Rashad, for for being on. We really appreciate it. That was really really informative, and I think listeners will will gain a lot. I know I learned a lot. Um, because I you know That's as right. I mentioned, I, I was on my way to law school. Not really, you know. I was like, oh, I'm going to law school, and never really did anything with it. So. That was cool to get insight, and hopefully everyone listening learned a lot as well. Thanks so much for joining us for another career chat. Um, we appreciate you listening every time. If you have any ones that you want to hear, any other careers that you're interested in that we haven't covered yet, please email us. You can email us. You can send us a DM. You can send us a DM on Instagram, TikTok. It's Yasin Podcast. We would love to hear from you. So, yeah. We love to interact and just hear from listeners on what you want to hear. But thanks so much, everyone. And we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.